The first reading is from Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name of which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from Matthew. Now when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. And the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. This is the word of the Lord. How many of you were here last week for Thanksgiving service? Did you run your magnet through the sand? Second thing I want to say, people have asked me about the coat that I was wearing this evening. Uh, That's a coat from Austria uh, that I got at a garage sale. Uh, Silent Night was written right outside of Salzburg, Austria. And so every Advent, I wear that coat, an Austrian coat, in honor of Silent Night. Now, tonight. Tonight's theme is He came. He came. God's creation is very large. God's creation, in it, there are a hundred billion galaxies in God's creation. And every every galaxy has about a hundred billion stars. Our galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy, if you wanted to go from one end to another, traveling at the speed of light, which is 186,000 miles a second, traveling at 186,000 miles a second, it would take you 100,000 years just to go across our galaxy. And there are 100 billion galaxies. And as I look up at the sky at night, I think, my father made that. Just because science tells us how big the creation is, we should not be afraid to claim God as its creator. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Our planet, Earth, in the Milky Way galaxy, our sun is one of a hundred billion stars in the galaxy, and uh, our little solar system is on one arm of the galaxy. We're off in the middle of nowhere. We live on this little blue marble out there in space. And the God who made it all has a love affair with this planet. 
out there, as far as we know, out there there is, there is no life whatsoever. As far as we know, this planet is the only place in the whole universe with life. Some people even think there's intelligent life on this planet. (laughs) You see, out there, as far as we know, there's nothing but stuff and matter and antimatter and energy and anti-energy and black holes and all of that stuff, and it's just stuff. But as far as we know, in the whole universe, this is the only place where there is life. And this planet teems with life. Right now, we have a machine up on Mars looking for life. And they're not looking for intelligent life. There's no intelligent life up there. And if they find some kind of a little bit of green slime that looks like life, the scientific community will go crazy. Wow, we found life. That's not life, that's slime. Here, this planet teems with life. And as far as we know, our species... Homo sapiens is the most advanced life form in the universe. And the creator of the universe has a crush on this planet and upon us. He loves this planet. Compared to the to the cosmos, it's nothing but in the Father's heart. It's everything. The universe is about 13.8 billion years old, and I I think from the beginning, our Heavenly Father had his eye on this planet, even though our solar system is just about 4 billion years old. And during its creation, I just think that God had this special place in his heart for this planet. He loved all of his creatures and all of the people who developed here. And about 4,000 years ago, God decided to choose a people for himself. I loved all the people, but he decided to choose a people to be his own people. And he chose a man from Iraq. Abraham was an Iraqi. Never forget that. And he chose Abraham as the the father of his people. And and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all of their people were God's special people. He loved them all, but these were his special people. And after he led them out of Egypt, he gave Moses the law. Because they needed help. Because God wanted to show them what, what he would like them to be. Because he loved them so much. But they messed it up. Not only did everybody else mess it up, his chosen people messed it up. And so finally, finally, through the prophet Isaiah, he made this promise. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, 
when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. And the question is, when is he coming? When is he coming? And God's chosen people waited and waited. When was he coming? And so when Jesus started to his ministry, and John the Baptist heard about it, he was in jail, and John the Baptist had this, had this question. Are you the one who is to come? Or do we look for another? Are you the one who is to come? Or are we look to another? And the message was, he came. This one promised by God, he came. That's an Advent theme. The coming of Christ, he came. A couple of weeks ago, I told you that, uh, from my point of view, Christianity is not a religion. It's an announcement. Christianity has everything in common with ABC News and NBC News because we come with news. What is our message? Our message is, we have good what? We have good news. We're in the news business. Christianity is not a philosophy. It's an announcement. Something happened. He came. That's part of the announcement. He came. Where did he come from? He came from eternity. He came from eternity. You see, this planet is a visited planet. Someone from out there, from someplace else, has come and visited us. He came. How do you do that? I saw a movie once. I think it was called The Ant Keeper. I'm not sure. Anybody seen that movie, The Ant Keeper? It's about a guy who sees these ants and they're not getting along very well with each other. And he says, you know, I wish I could talk to those ants and I wish I could tell them what they need to do. And he said, how can I do that? And he yelled at them, but they didn't pay any attention. And he said, if I'm going to communicate with those ants, I have to become an ant. I have to become as they are. Well, for a man to become an ant, what do you have to do? You have to, have to give up a lot of stuff, don't you? Yeah, you do. You have to give up a lot of stuff. So when Jesus came, he came from eternity. How did he do that? Well, he had to give up a lot of stuff. Now, St. Paul, writing to, the, writing to the Philippians, he wasn't talking about this. He was talking about humility. And he pointed to Jesus' humility. And he said this, Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited. He did not regard, regard being equal with God as something to hang on to. I'm going to stay God forever. Instead, St. Paul says, he emptied himself. How did he come? Well, to come from eternity, to come here 
he had to empty himself. Like the man to become an ant had to give up a lot of stuff. Jesus emptied himself. Not only son of God, but son of man. He emptied himself. Not only did he come down and empty himself, he took the form of a slave. And being born in human like us, and being found in human form, he humbled himself. He humbled himself and he became obedient even unto death. Even death on the cross. I mean, how far can you go from eternity to the cross? Wow. He came. And that's how he did it. This is what, what the Gospel of John, thinking about this. John makes this observation in the first chapter. He says of Jesus, he was in the world. And the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came, but the world did not know him. He came to what was his own. He came to his own people. Those people that God chose so long ago through Abraham, he came to those people and they didn't recognize him either. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of God, or will of man, but of God. He came. Right before Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane, he met with his disciples and he prayed with them. In the 17th chapter of John, I have this long prayer. And it ends this way. Righteous Father, the world does not know you. That's Jesus' observation about the world of his day. About the Jews and the Romans and the Greeks. He said... As I look around, God, nobody knows you. But I know you. And those, and those know, and these, that is his disciples, they know that you sent me. See, the world does not know God. That's why I'm so happy that we're meeting in, a, in the shopping center. This is wonderful because we are out where the world is. We've planted our flag in the world. We can witness to the world here. Because the world out there doesn't know God. But we who gather here as brothers and sisters in Christ, we know him. We believe that he came. Is that right? We believe that he came from eternity. Is that right? We believe that he emptied himself and took the form of a slave and he died on the cross for our sins. We believe that. Is that right? See, we believe that. The world doesn't believe that. The world doesn't know that. And that's one of the things that makes us a church. 
because we know something that the world doesn't know, and if the world has heard it, the world doesn't believe it. He came. Thank God. He came. Next week, we'll talk about he comes. Present tense. Did you ever pray, come Lord Jesus? He comes. And the following week, we'll talk about he's coming again. He came, he comes, he's coming again. Tonight, we remember that he came. And we give him this special name, Emmanuel, God with us. Amen.